So oft have I invoked thee for my muse, and found such fair assistance in my verse, as every alien pen hath got my use, and under thee their poesy disperse. Thine eyes that taught the dumb on high to sing, and heavy ignorance aloft to fly, have added feathers to the learned's wing, and given grace a doubled majesty. Yet be most proud of that which I compile, whose influence is thine and born of thee. In others' works thou dost but meant the style, and arts with thy sweet graces graced be. But thou art all my art, and dost advance, as high as learning my rude ignorance. Welcome to Outside of a Dog's Sonnet Fortnight, where we discuss why Shakespeare's sonnets are actually really good. Hello to our next Shakespeare episode, where we discuss Sonnet 78, where the poet is not too happy with whom he has been writing about so far. This is kind of, I think somewhere in my notes, the words distract can be found, because apparently there's someone else writing poems about the fair youth, and Shakespeare does not like that, not one bit. So he does his best to put down the beloved himself, but also the other poets. Which one of these two very bitter and petty things intrigue you more about the poem? I think it is the presence of what has been called the rival poet, which is a more indirect presence in these poems, but which nevertheless plays its role, especially in 78 in the following poems. And I like the idea that here we see Shakespeare basically as a jealous man who is jealous as a writer, obviously. You don't want the one thing that inspires you to write your poems to also be written about by other writers, especially if that thing is a person. And again, there is this ambiguity. Is it just the jealousy of the writer? Is it just the jealousy of someone who says, well, I write better than that hack. You should be aware of that. Or is it the jealousy of someone who says, well, he doesn't love you like I do. It's really interesting considering that most people associate Shakespeare and jealousy with his great tragedy, Othello, of course, where Shakespeare really investigates this slow and creeping feeling of jealousy and how it can literally drive somebody mad. And it's amazing. He knew these emotions. He knew people's hearts so well. And you know nothing about what he felt like. And maybe just because it's poetry, maybe just because it's written in the first person, this makes me feel like, oh, interesting. What was going on there? But I'm falling into this authorial trap again. I like this figure of the rival poet as well. When we started planning these mini-episodes, we said, yeah, okay, we have to talk about the Dark Lady and the Fair Youth, definitely. I didn't even know about the rival poet. Nobody really talks about him, but he's a really intriguing figure. And we learn a bit about him here. Apparently, he's a lot better educated than Shakespeare. But Shakespeare makes that into a virtue. says, oh, well, you know, I'm not as clever as he, but, you know, he, he doesn't write so well because he's just too clever for his own good. He's one of those guys who, according to uh, the grandmother in room, spent too much time at college. And at the same time, that also makes the affections of Shakespeare for the fair youth so much more honest and important. Here we, despite the kind of distract quality of the whole thing, have, again, a very powerful reversal in the heroic couplet. If you say to someone, thou art all my art, that not only says something against your rival poet, that also says something 
about how much you need that person to really inspire you, to fill your words, to fill your sonnet with life. It's, it's a bit creepy. It's a bit creepy. It's a bit sad, really. And the position here is not too flattering for the poet, whether it is really Shakespeare or not. It's kind of, well, I don't really need you, but still I do. And this other guy, he doesn't he doesn't write about you as I can. Uh, but you're not worth that much anyway, so... Phew. It is kind of fucked up, really. It's kind of sad. I think sad is the best way to describe it, really. What upsets me so much about the authorship question is that a lot of people say, oh, Shakespeare couldn't have written all his great works because he was too uneducated. And that is actually why I always say, yes, the author does kind of matter, especially in the case of Shakespeare, because I think it is kind of important that the guy who wrote, by most people's consensus, the greatest works of English literature was not all that well educated. He didn't go to university. And here he really says, yeah, I'm not that clever. But you know what? I fucking well love you. And I can write about it. And that is beautiful, I think. It's beautiful, but it's also sad. And this, again, very not self-confident sadness. Well, that will also be part of the next poem. So let's prepare for some tears when we discuss Sonnet 89. Thank you very much for listening. For more information, visit outsideofadogcast.com. 